Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Team Leaks. And I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully, and I'm Team Blackout. Yeah. To listen to the show, you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts, like iTunes or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Doug! It's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. It's here. happening. I'm so excited. It has been born into the world. It has. And, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. It's really wonderful. Um, we're talking about Sword and Shield, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, what else would we be talking about? Sun and Moon? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, nothing, nope, nope. I mean, maybe a little bit, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's out. It came out a few days ago. Um, we've been playing it, and that's literally the only thing we're going to talk about today, I think. Uh, there's one little thing of Pokemon Go news, but guess what? It relates to Sword and Shield! Huzzah! So, uh, yeah, I guess, do you want to just dive right on into this thing? Because, like, yeah! (laughs) Yeah, well, let's, okay, so, I guess a little bit of, like, podcasty um newsy type stuff so kyle and i are doing a first impressions episode that's what this is we're going to talk about just our first sort of initial 48 hours later reaction to things Mm -hmm. right yeah then what you can look forward to in the coming weeks are more episodes of the show with some of our past guests um and hopefully depending on how things shake out maybe some new guests so, if we don't cover everything this time, it's because this is a first impressions episode, and we're pumped and don't want to wait any longer to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so that's tells what me... we're doing today. <laughs> yeah. And something tells me I won't be able to talk about everything I've experienced because I might be ahead of you. Okay. Um, let's dive in right there. So, just yeah. getting things going. First off, which version are you playing? I am playing Shield. Same. Okay, so we're playing the same version. What starter did you choose? I chose Score Bunny. Okay, I chose Sobble. Nice. Here's a fun fact. As mm-hmm. a result of me choosing Sobble and also being Team Blackout, which means I have looked at nothing from the leaks. Mm-hmm. I've looked at nothing about this game that I have not experienced in the game. Mm-hmm. I do not know still what Grookey evolves into, and it is blissful ignorance. (laughs) I have no idea. Um, And it's really, really exciting. Um, I don't know anything, like I said, that I haven't seen. And for the first time in a very long time, I feel like this Pokemon experience Mm -hmm. has been the closest to red, blue, gold, and silver that I've had um, 
because I'm just I'm just learning things as I discover them. And to mm-hmm. me, that's the spirit of these games is like just bumping into things and being like, you're a what now? Like, <laughs> um, you do what? You turn into, huh? What type are you? Like, just not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been such a magical experience. Well, I'm going to piggyback off of that for a real quick because obviously mm-hmm. I did look at the leaks because, well, I just had to. Um, and... No, it's not because I wanted to. It's because I had to. Just putting okay. that up there now. <laughs> <laughs> not sure how that's possible, but all right. <laughs> so, um, going into this game, knowing certain things, I was still surprised by a lot of things in this game still. So, I was still, mm-hmm. there's still some things I didn't expect. Good. Um, yeah. Because leaks are the worst. That's a, that's my official opinion now. So, um. Having like, played it the way that I am. <laughs> there's some that I didn't even know typings, and there's one yeah. typing that surprised the crud out of me. Uh-huh. And it's the starter bird. The starter bird. Basically the bird that you first oh, encounter. Just like the early bird. The pigeon the early, bird. Yeah, okay. Yes. Rookity. Yes. It's a pure <laughs> flying type. Which is strange. I know we've you know, mentioned it many times on this podcast. Yeah. So normally they're normal flying. Right. Or something flying secondary, you know, the only thing that's ever been a pure flying has been tornadoes. Yeah. This is crazy. There are a lot of cool typing um, nuggets in this, in this Mm -hmm. game, things that are very exciting to bump into, to be like, you're what and what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, and I, I love that about this game. Mm -hmm. Um, so before we get further into discussion, it is yes. important for you and I to know how far each other have gotten. And we don't know yet. We're finding out on this recording. Yep. So how far along in the main campaign are you? And the easiest way to probably say this is how many gym badges do you have? Okay. I have eight gym badges. Okay. I have seven gym badges. Oh, okay. Um, nice. <laughs> So I, which, which I felt like I achieved at a nat, like a pretty natural pace. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I was rushing. Um, I don't feel like I was ignoring a lot. Um, I was excited to keep moving forward. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, as like on first impressions, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I know with sun and moon, I think the more games we get in this series, the more we will understand exactly what Sun and Moon's place is in the series. It's probably the more bizarre game out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it has probably one of the strongest sort of unique personalities. And I think one of those personality traits that it had, for me at least, was having so many things to do that grabbed my attention along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, this one hasn't had as much of that. Um, which has its pros and its cons. So okay. um, I guess that's kind of where I'll I'll leave that. Um, but yeah, I have I have seven gym gym badges. So nice. Um, yeah, pretty much we can talk about everything except um, the I guess gym. like the well yeah, which is fine. I mean I I don't need to know what specific Pokemon they use, but I know the typing because they yeah. already told us. <laughs> yes. Um. And you meet that also, character early on. <laughs> yeah. And my wife, who usually takes things very slow in the games, because like, she'll stop to talk to everyone. She's actually ahead of yeah. me. 
You, I do think that these games are relatively easy. Um, I don't think that they present a massive challenge to people who have been playing Pokemon mm-hmm. for a while. Um, part of that is a natural progression of the Pokemon franchise in sort of um, moving to a everybody gets experience all the time. We're really yeah. trying to move away from grinding type of thing. So it's not that they have accidentally made a game that's too easy. I think it's just as they move away from being a sort of conventional grind-based RPG to be more accessible, I think, um, the game is naturally going to become a little bit easier because you're not going to run into these patches where you're like, oh, crud, I have to spend some time like leveling up my Pokemon because they're just purely not high-leveled enough. Or I well, only I have one Pokemon. No, I, they haven't eliminated grinding. No, no, no. Um, I'm just saying but I, I still haven't had to yet. Okay. <laughs> um, there are a couple times where I sort of like kind of grinded for the sake of bringing a new team member in. Mm -hmm. But as far as my core group, I've never had to stop and like intentionally improve their level. They've just sort of continued to be on the level of my opponents, sometimes Mm -hmm. to a surprising degree. So like, for example, the seventh gym um, was the first gym where I was like, I should probably slow down because I'm going, this is going to catch up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of moving this quickly through these these gyms yeah. because the sixth gym was the first gym that gave me pause where I was like, oh shoot, I might not win. Um, mm-hmm. I was the same because way. yeah, yeah. And so the seventh gym, I was like, Ooh, I should really slow down, and I did. And I I incorporated some new team members, and I stopped, and I like sort of grinded a little bit just out of concern. And then I didn't need to be concerned. And part of that is because of what the seventh gym is the worst. Um, but part of that, that pretty is, easy for me. I know that's why it's the worst. <laughs> I think the seventh gym is the worst gym uh, in this game. And one of the worst gyms ever. <laughs> I mean, the it's like as in negligible. It's it's no, no, no. Not worst as in hard. Worst as in they needed to just not put it in or do something entirely different. Okay. Um, like it was, we'll, we'll get to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, the pace that I've been going has kept my Pokemon exactly where they need to be in relation to the gyms that I've been facing, um, which is different than uh, most Pokemon games I've played outside of probably the sun and moon franchise. But that makes sense because they're trying to, reduce the amount of grinding that you do in these games mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and then i um after i after i got my seventh badge i was like all right well i still want to slow down a little bit because um i'm almost done and i don't want to be done yet so um <laughs> so yeah so it's it's been it's been it's been nice i also you know it should be worth noting um, if you're sitting at home and you're like, I have two badges. Uh, Kyle and I took work off to do this. So yeah. um, both of us <laughs> took extra time off so that we could dedicate um, our lives for an entire day and a half or two to just playing. We Pokemon. did it all for you folks. <laughs> I did it for myself. I'm selfish. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was trying to be nice, but yeah, I mean, obviously I did it for myself too, but yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's okay. Well, that's good to know. We're, we're basically in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet. Okay, so I guess overall, 
Galar is an interesting region and area of the world. Um, it's very clear that, um, you know, Alola was meant to be a different type of place. Um, and part of that was to inject a very strong, unique personality. I think mm-hmm. Galar has done the same thing and they just haven't gone as extreme in how far away from other areas they have uh, been. I think it's, I think it feels, t- tell me if you feel the same way. Galar and Sword and Shield feel more like a successor to X and Y than they do to Sun and Moon. Yes. Like, as far as personality and region yeah. and the overall structure of the game, um, they feel way more like X and Y than, than Sun and Moon did. I think it's because it's more of a region compared to Alola, which was mostly just four islands. Yeah, like an archipelago. Yeah. Um, also, they bring back the traditional gym structure as far as, like, progressing through the game. Um, they... I mean, obviously, they have a European influence in this game, similar to X and Y. Um, yeah, it, it feels much um, like older, and its mythology and story are sort of rooted in a similar time frame. So, like, aesthetically, there's a lot that's similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that's very, very different is that sort of sport element. What do you think of this? I know we kind of knew it going in that like gyms were arenas and all the gym leaders wear uniforms with sponsor logos and stuff like that. But what do you, what do you think of all that? How is it playing out for you? I love it. I I think it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Like, I feel like this is how, if, if Pokemon were real in the real world, this is how gyms would probably be. Yeah, it almost feels like Sword and Shield is the closest to um, a a real-life culture around Pokemon than any of the other games. I think Detective Pikachu sort of brought that in a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Where not everybody's a Pokemon trainer. It's actually sort of an exclusive group to be a serious uh, Pokemon trainer. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you bump into a lot of people who want to battle you. But you you register and get sponsored, and you have yeah. to be endorsed in order to take on the gyms, which answers a lot of questions people have had for a long time as far as, like, how do gym leaders keep up and what is their job exactly? How does this play into the overall league? They've addressed all those things in this game. Mm-hmm. It's I, I think it's really, really cool. Plus, it's informed a lot of what's going on around you in like the music and and the characters i mean the fact that we have team yell which is literally just like uh sort of hooligan inspired like Mm -hmm. sports fanatic group (laughs) like they make sense in this game in this area in this culture um in a way that wouldn't make as much sense elsewhere Mm -hmm. i think it's really 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 great (laughs) i agree um do you like how they're... Well, I guess the first thing is, do you like that they've gone back to a traditional gym structure? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I and... am sort of ambivalent on that, um, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying it in this entry. Yes. And I feel like they kind of took a little bit of an element from Sun and Moon and brought it into this, and that's the you got to do something before you face off against your tribe. Yes. The gym missions. Yes. So if and, you 
aren't familiar yet, like if you're not playing it yet, but for some reason are listening to this, yeah, first off, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you have to do a gym mission to qualify to challenge the gym leader, um, which makes sense as far as like we were again wondering like how if these are like large spectator sports, like how is that managed? Well, basically you have a crowd waiting and the people who complete the gym mission are allowed to go on to challenge the gym leader in the arena. Um, and each gym has a different challenge. I love this. It feels like a, it feels like a mixture between um, early gyms where you had to complete a task simply in order to get to the mm-hmm. gym leader and Alola where you're completing sort of like a themed longer term task. This is like a mixture of the two. Um, I like almost like you're doing Orange Island tasks before you yeah. get to battle a gym leader. Exactly. <laughs> and, and some of them are really hit and some of them are kind of dumb. But mm-hmm. um, I like that they're doing doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> and they actually say, hey, you have to face these gyms and these orders to uh, compete. Yeah. Which, which is I a think... weird thing that they've never really addressed in universe. Yeah. like we all know we have to do that but in this one they're like no we're actually like the earlier ones we're the ones you face first and they they i think it's milo says like i'm the first gym leader so i see a lot of battles and then kabu the third one is sort of seen in the region as like a gateway like he weeds out so many people because he's considered the hardest of those three initial ones Mm -hmm. the sort of elemental ones um and as you progress through the game, they keep bringing up the fact that there are fewer and fewer gym challengers, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool because it gives you the sense that you're not the only one. Um, in previous games, you're basically um, like alone in this quest, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird, right? Like the whole league exists specifically for you, it feels like. And that doesn't really make sense. So in this game, um, they've addressed, I mean, Alola tackled that as well. But in this game specifically, the way that they tackle that, they say, you know, there's a season and everybody's starting at the same time. And so theoretically, in Galar, there are times that are off season. And so, you know, there aren't gym trainers (laughs) tackling the gym leaders throughout the year. It's just during a particular time frame. Yeah, um, which is which is which is cool. It's a different take on what Alola did, which is to say, like, we're a small region and our gym challenge or equivalent is basically like a rites of passage type thing as opposed to a big league you know mm-hmm. yeah um now obviously there are some gym differences between sword and shield because mm-hmm. uh, my wife has been playing sword so i know which ones are the differences but playing through this i gotta say i kind of wish that sword had eight different gym leaders than what shield had i isn't it just just one gym is different two gyms or are, are there different. more oh okay gotcha cool yeah um so like i'm playing i'm like how cool would it be if like one version of the game had these eight and another version had these eight i'm like that'd be so cool yeah. that and, that would be very very cool yeah and because when you is what brought this up was like when you go to a gym you can buy different typing uniforms mm-hmm. and i was like oh these are cool i wonder who these bl-. i'm like wait no these aren't gym leaders and i'm like well then why do they i'm like how like imagine like i saw a seal type and i was like oh wow that looks like battle armor that's awesome yeah why can't we have this in 
Like, why can't these be other typings for gins? I suspect, I, I think there are probably a few reasons. I think one is like, that's, I mean, one is simply it's something they've never done before. So I'm sure that's intimidating for them. Two True. is I think it's a it'd be a drastic change that I can see them being afraid of, but I actually think it might be better than just switching two because I think, you know, I saw this I saw this criticism when they announced that there were um, version exclusive gyms, which is, well, now now I have to buy both versions in order to just play another gym mm-hmm. and i i get that criticism i mean if you're if you're sort of a completionist like i i understand that if you're a completionist you can trade for pokemon you don't have you can't right. trade for a gym but i do think if each version had entirely separate gyms that would quell some of that because then it would feel like they're more distinct games so it's mm-hmm. not like i'm playing this game and i have one thing that's different it's I'm playing this game and you're playing that game. And eventually I'll probably get the other one and play that game too. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure all the reasons they might not do that. I don't know if maybe part of it is just like a branding thing where it's, it's difficult to have 16 different, you know, characters. I don't, I don't know. I would love yeah. it. I have oh, yeah. no idea why it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, but so maybe this is just like their first step into maybe doing that later on down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, now there was an NPC who had mentioned that there is a minor league of gyms, which yeah. I haven't seen any minor leagues in the gym. Same, uh, the I have game, not run into that yet. Which I think would have been cool if like those were the other types. Yes, yes, that would be awesome. Yeah. Even if they were just um, basically the Hitmonlee Hitmonchan gym in Saffron City, yeah, something equivalent to that, where it's like you don't have to do a gym mission because I can't make you do a gym mission. I'm not official yet. I'm minor. Um, but it was mm-hmm. just like a difficult battle you had to do. Um, mm-hmm. It would also be an opportunity to incorporate Dyna slash Gigantamaxing a little bit more um, mm-hmm. because I know we haven't really touched on this yet, but I'm very surprised at how little um, Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing is incorporated this far into the game. I'm fine with it. But I'm also surprised. <laughs> well, I mean, they kind of um, say it doesn't work like Mega Evolution or Z moves. You can't yeah. do it whenever you want. Yeah, they, and they and do they explain why. why yeah. But I'm just I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> As the thing that's one of their major marketing gimmicks. Um, I've done seven gyms, and here's a little hint for everybody: I've only done Gigantamaxing slash Dynamaxing six times <laughs> in like. 20-some hours of playing, I've only done it six times. Yeah. And now, I actually, I've done the Dynamaxing. I just haven't Gigantamax. I don't know if that's unlocked yet or what's going on there, but... I think it's just a matter of which... I think it's just Pokemon-specific. Well, Either... I use a certain Pokemon I know does Gigantamax. Oh. Well, is it a Pokemon that is marked as a Gigantamax Pokemon with, like, that X... Like it has a specific marking on its on its summary. Uh, I don't think so. I think yeah. Okay. Um, I think, think Gigantamax. Those... Yeah, I think Gigantamax Pokemon have to be like they are, um, not like species specific. They're like individual Pokemon specific. Because like oh. when I got my mystery gift, um, because I got my Meowth as a mystery gift. I still gotta get that. Yes, yes. I think this will clarify things. And then from an NPC that I'm sure you didn't talk to, <laughs> I, I got, got my, my... E- oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> yes, I got 
So look on look at your your Eevee's summary. It will have a specific marking next to its name um, that is not on any of the other Pokemon. So I think it might be that. So I think if you had put okay. Eevee in your party um, and Dynamaxed it, I think it would have Gigantamaxed. Don't well, take my word on that. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to look it up right now because I actually brought my Switch up so I can pronounce names better. And I well, and I think that I think I recall them saying like you have to catch certain Pokemon in order to do it, and those are the ones that you get in like max raid battles. So I think if you wanted to Gigantamax and and I know okay, here's a specific example: Alchemy. Like I know that Alchemy can Gigantamax, and mm-hmm. Alchemy is also available to catch in max raid battles only. So I think that is where you would get an Alchemy that can actually yep. Gigantamax as That's opposed exactly to Dynamaxing. So that was kind of my my understanding of it. You could do it now if you wanted to. You just mm-hmm. have to use a specific Pokemon. Yeah, because uh, uh, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later on, but I do actually have an Alchemy on my team. Yeah. And uh, Can we talk about Alchemy? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, it hit me like, okay, how to get an Alchemy? If you don't, if you're trying to figure it out and you don't want to know, and you're like trying to solve the mystery, skip ahead like thirty seconds. But there's an item that I had. It's like a strawberry, and it said, "Give it to a certain Pokemon," which is always a clue that evolution is involved. If it says certain Pokemon, give it to a certain Pokemon, and it'll make them spin with delight or something like that. So it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna give this to my Milkami, obviously, mm-hmm. and then we'll see what happens. And nothing happens. So it's like, okay, maybe it's just one of those level up things. Well, nothing happened. It was leveled very high up. And then I, you know, I, I battled with it in different conditions. I put it in the front, put it in the back, put it all over. I was like, I can't figure this out. So I, I was like, okay, forget it. I'm just going to look it up, see what happens. And what I found was like uh, on, well, first off, Bulbapedia, not updated. So it didn't tell me. Yeah, it's going to take a while. <laughs> Cerebi's more I updated right now. So Cerebi I went to, and it didn't specifically say how to do it. It just said, here's an item. And then it had a little swirl icon. So I looked <laughs> to see what that swirl icon was called, like on the page. And mm-hmm. it just said spin. So I'm sitting there, you know, I just learned this. I'm out with a friend, like getting coffee and playing games. And I'm like, spin? I don't understand what that means. And then we went out to get dinner. And in the middle of dinner, it like hit me. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I just figured it out. And so when my friend went to use the bathroom, I was like, I'm going to do it right now. Nice. <laughs> and I got my switch out in the restaurant and, uh, spun my little character, um, in the way that they introduced in uh, sun and moon mm-hmm. and lo and behold, it evolved. Yep. Because basically what a you're... funny way to evolve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think that's crazy. I have a crazier one. I'm sure because Pokemon loves doing ridiculous things like so... this. I caught now, spoiler alert, but obviously if you're listening to this, you're here for the spoilers. Um, I caught a Golarian Yaw Mask. Okay. I go ahead and hmm. Oh, this is difficult because I haven't I have a Yaw Mask, but I haven't evolved it yet. <laughs> Trust me, you're gonna want to know how to do this. <laughs> I I'm sure I will. Okay, just go just go for it. I'm a podcaster, I gotta deal with it. <laughs> so basically to evolve it, you have to go into a wild area. You have to have your mm-hmm. Yamas take at least 49 HP damage. Okay. Then you have to walk under this stone structure bridge in the yeah. wild area, and then it'll evolve. Got See, that's... Uh, Pokemon, why? Why do you do these things? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't my, understand. 
put a put an npc around the area where like i would be okay with it if they gave you clues along the way Mm -hmm. um but they're not very good at that so i think they need to if they're going to keep incorporating pokemon that evolve in ways that you simply can't predict Mm -hmm. um put npcs in the area where you catch yamas i agree who each give you a different part of it right so like have a character who's like I just came from the wild area and there was this really bizarre stone bridge um, or something like that. And then have another one that says like, did you know, blah, 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 something about 49, like (laughs) do something like that. Cause Mm -hmm. then it becomes like a cool little mystery. Yeah. So obviously I had to look it up cause I was like, I I don't know how to evolve this thing. What the heck's going on here? Um, But my recommendation, if you're going to do it, give Yamas the focus sash. Mm-hmm. Because then when it takes a huge heavy hit yeah. and it at least has one HP, then use the Poke Doll to run away because you're probably fighting something a lot uh, a lot harder than you should be. And then go walk under the bridge and you've got yourself a Runerigus. Um, here is my <laughs> my suggestion for the wild area. If you can find a Pokemon with the ability to run away, you are golden. <laughs> because I have one. And all I got to do is swap that sucker in and get on out of there. And it's well, the greatest thing. ever. And it was an accident. I didn't even realize that was happening. I was just like, oh, your ability is what? This is great. Yeah. I used a Poke Doll for the first time in my life to run away from a Pokemon. I love that this game made Poke Dolls actually like relevant. Yeah. Um, you you kind of need them if you don't have a Pokemon with the runaway ability. Because, or or you just have to be really skilled at avoiding everything in the wild area in certain, like, sub-areas. Because mm-hmm. um, you're bound to accidentally run into something. Um, or sometimes you don't realize that, like, one of the Pokemon in the area that you are hanging out in is much higher level than everything else. Um, so it's good to have Pokedolls or an, uh, the runaway ability. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is wild. Um, mm-hmm. Really, 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 really cool. Um, there's a lot of other crazier things in this game that yeah i want to keep as a surprise for people yes 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 Yes. um before we move away from the gym challenge and stuff like that do you have any favorite gyms gym missions gym leaders gym battles any highlights of stuff like Uh, that um i will say this the hardest one for me was um opal oh yeah tell me more well I don't have a steel or a poison type to take her on. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, I did have a poison. Yeah. There's a poison Pokemon in my core group. Um, uh, sort of my spiritual successor to Olin Muck. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I know exactly who you have on your team. I'm I'm sure. I, yes. My team is not very... Um, it's not... I, I didn't decide to have a hot take team. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying to impress anyone. No. See... <laughs> I, but I found out that majority of the typings that she had all had a second typing that I had an advantage over. There so I was go. able to take out most of her team. It was that final one that just took me a second. But I mean, yeah. she was probably just, I I think, I don't think she was the hardest now that I think about it. Like, I think I just overreacted to like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take her on. But that's. She, that's how I felt about the seventh gym leader. And I was like, you know, I don't have stuff to counter this. I did. In fact, I have seven. some things that are going to explicitly not be helpful. 
Um, well, but like it turns I said, out I didn't really need to do anything for well, that one. <laughs> should should we say what the seventh gym is because it's kind of a we big can gym. yeah I mean we could, we've both we've Kyle and I have both gotten through the first seven gyms and they tell you all the typings at the beginning of the game so Except like the, the typing seventh. of mm, you can figure it out <laughs> yeah they uh, so basically at the beginning of the game they introduce seven of the eight gym leaders and if you look at the banners outside of the yeah. gym you can see that the team yell logo um, or a variation of the team yell logo is on one of the banners and they didn't show us a dark type gym leader. So I was pretty confident that it was going to be a dark type gym mm-hmm. simply because of the banner. Um, so, and, and I have a number of dark type Pokemon on my team, but that would have just sort of just, you know, it wouldn't have given me an advantage. <laughs> um, yeah. And I didn't have any fairy types um, ready to go because at that point I still hadn't figured out Milkami. Um, mm. And I didn't have any fighting types on my team either. Um, I just had, uh, I think I had, I think I might have had, no, I didn't, I didn't even have any type, like uh, type advantage moves. So I ended up putting two Pokemon on my team that, I hadn't even really trained, but were high level fighting types just in case. And mm-hmm. I figured, you know what? Here's going to be a big, massive spoiler for everybody um, as far as like game strategy goes. But, um, and I figured, you know, I will just put my highest level fighting type that I've caught on my team and mm-hmm. I will, I will save that for the Dynamaxing portion of this battle. Well, guess what? You don't Dynamax in that battle because that gym leader sucks. Um, well, and it's, it's just that like he sucks. It's just that he doesn't have a spot to Dynamax. He is like, I don't even really care. It's whatever. Well, no, he says that there's no, uh, <laughs> there's no like uh, hot spot for Dynamaxing. Well, and that's that's fine and that's fair. Um, but like the the okay, I I'm getting to the point where I think that there's always like a throwaway gym. <laughs> mm. And I don't love that, where it's like, all right, here's eight gyms, and one of them's going to be like, whatever. Um, because that area is really, really short. Like, you, there's no city to explore, really. Yeah. Um, it The gym, you get to it, like, almost immediately. Um, the trial, like, the gym mission is just battles. Um, I don't know. It's frustrating. I know it's all intentional, and I know that it's in the story. It is explained. Um, but like from a game perspective, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fine. I guess, um, it's the closest they get in a game to basically like giving you a badge, which isn't to say that you can't lose. Like it's still a gym battle. You still have to battle them. Um, and I, you know, I was nervous about it cause I didn't know that there was going to be no Gigantamaxing or anything. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It was just, I was, I was pretty disappointed by that gym because dark and fairy type are types that are technical strategic types. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just <laughs> psyched myself out and then was wow. let down at the fact that it was like a very straightforward, not very technical battle. Mm. Um, See, I was, I was bummed out. Plus I, 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 I like the little bit of strategy that Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing has inserted. It's not very diverse strategy because you can kind of most of the time get away with doing the same thing each time. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of Melanie, that's the one uh, that I, I, 
kind of had to second guess where I was like, oh, <laughs> my Dynamax strategy isn't working. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Dynamax Lapras or Gigantamax rather Lapras is a little too strong for me. Uh, but, see, uh, I went yeah. in thinking for her, I just could use my starter and just knock it all out. But then Lapras shot up and like crud. That's a water. Ice. Oh, good point. I don't have I don't have any fire types, so that was also a a, a thing. Yeah, my counter were all steel. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So first ever dark type gym. That's kind of big. And it, I it was... know that's the other thing. Yeah. it's such a big deal, and it was such a letdown for yeah. me. For me, I agree. I was like, yeah, we're finally getting a dark type gym. Um, but uh, so it's 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 cool from a lot of perspectives. I like the character that they built. I like the, mm-hmm. the little bit of the area that we got. I like this um, hair. Maybe it's be yeah. Maybe it's because I liked the little bit that we got that I'm so disappointed we got so little of mm-hmm. it. Um, where I'm like, no, I want more. I want more of this city, and I want I wanted that that battle to be difficult. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the seventh gym. <laughs> also, that's so I guess. You know, when I when I started talking to that gym leader and they mentioned that, you know, they don't have a hot spot to Dynamax or Gigantamax, I actually was still I, I got more worried. You know, I didn't get less worried. It wasn't until the, the battle was over that I was like, oh, uh, OK, because mm-hmm. when I found out that you don't Dynamax or Gigantamax and that it was a dark type gym, which is a generally pretty technical type, I was like, I think I'm about to get wrecked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think this is all like a like I kept saying to my friend, like. I have a really false sense of security right now. Like, I feel like I've leveled up my Pokemon enough. Um, the gym is like right there. There's no like, like the the big strategy that you're supposed to learn in this game doesn't exist. So I I think I'm being tricked. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually kind of would have been perfect for a dark type gym. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. But uh, so, anyway, that's my I'm airing my grievances with yeah, with peers. Okay. So um, we've been like but, teasing this like this whole time, but I got it done. Yeah. What's on your team? My team. Okay. So my team is composed of four core members. Um, there are three sort of like X core members, mm. um, which kind is of like, doing the same thing almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, I think that was something that I did in sun and moon as well, mm-hmm. um, where I kind of have a core, I think in sun and moon, I had a core five um, and just rotated my sixth based That's on type. Right now. Yeah. So I, but this time around for whatever reason, I have a core four, um kind of because i i have a rotating fifth and then i have a sixth slot that is used to kind of kind of in the background to like train things that i want to evolve or hatch eggs or whatever Mm -hmm. um so i i kind of like never use the sixth slot um which is pretty wild Um, um yeah go ahead but my core four um, three that I've had the entire time are obviously my Sobble line, my starter line, mm-hmm. um, Nicket and Thievel. So okay. Thievel is like my favorite. Uh, I'm obsessed. It's mm-hmm. my most, it's easily my most helpful um, Pokemon uh, or, or was at least probably until this next one, which is my Rookity slash, you know, Corvusquire, Corviknight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my, you know, Sobble line, Thievel, Corviknight, um, I did initially have Yamper in my core group, mm-hmm. um, and then I got Toxel, and I had both of them, and was like, it really doesn't make sense to have two electric types on my team, given mm-hmm. sort of the trajectory of this, and so I ended up sticking with Toxel 
because I really grew to appreciate poison type Pokemon in Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been incredibly helpful in like capturing Pokemon and um, eking out some more difficult victories against trainers um, because of its ability to paralyze and poison things. It's very nice. nice. Um, and then I did at one point or another have the blip bug line in mm-hmm. my team for a while. Um, that one I kind of got rid of almost the moment it finished evolving. <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't think you're going to be very helpful. And I put it away. Mm-hmm. And then I had the Squavit and Greedent um, line. And I had that just because it was like, I think it's a very fun Pokemon to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't really serving me any real purpose. So I, I, I boxed it. Okay. Yeah, and then I've I've had a couple rotating folks. So like the okay, here's a here's a big one. This was a big surprise for me. Um probably not for other folks cuz I would not be shocked if this were leaked uh ahead of time. But um when I got my my mystery gift Meowth, the Pokédex entry mentioned that it doesn't get along with spoiler 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 that it doesn't get along with Galarian Meowth. <laughs> and I read that and was like, "What uh, uh, excuse me? <laughs> um, and so yeah. I, I ran into Galarian Meowth, saw that it was a steel type, and was like, you're going to be useful. Um, so I I had, I still every once in a while will bring out my spoiler, 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 Perserker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it's helpful to have a steel type. And it's a pure steel, steel type, which is actually kind of nice. Um so uh, that's been in there. Alchemy is currently in my my lineup in preparation for gym number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did have, in anticipation of the dark gym, I put, um, I don't know how to say this one, Phalanx, 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 um, and Graplocked in my team, both fighting types. Um, mm. But yeah. I didn't really need them all that much. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, and I have a Snom that I'm training. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, there's a lot. So those of are all the Pokemon I'm... I've used. Cool. Okay, so for me, obviously I have my Score Bunny line, which has yep. been like my main fighter this entire time. Yes, I still. Oh yeah, I have. I've seen the whole line at this point because yes. I'm far enough in. Yes. Uh, so I gotta say, like, oh my god, I love this starter. Um, Good. So then, uh, at the beginning of the game. I caught a ch- choodle. Yep. Uh, Yamper, uh, mm-hmm. the evolve or the pre the early bird, and Rookie the bee. bug, <laughs> and, and the bug. Sorry, I'm still learning names. It's gonna take some time. <laughs> so, first off, I caught the rookie and the choodle, and they were glowing when I caught mm-hmm. them. So, yeah. come to find out, like, just a heads up for everybody, if you see, like, a glowing Pokemon in the wild, catch yeah. it. It'll actually know a special move that it probably can't learn. And you get Watts. Yes, and you get Watts. So, I caught a Choodle that knew Dragon Tail. I was like, uh, Ooh, okay. Dang. Yeah. And my uh, Rickety knew Sky Attack. Nice. But eventually, I got rid of those two. Mm-hmm. But I kept the Yamper, and it's now a Bulldooned. Or however you pronounce it. Either way, I yeah, love I it. Know. It's so cute. I um, there are so many times where I was like, 
just so dead wrong about what evolved and what didn't evolve. <laughs> I couldn't believe Yamper evolved. I was shocked. Um, I remember we had conversations like you were like, there's no way the uh, yeah. turtle has a pre-evolution or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, because I, I was like, it's so weird to me that they're showing all these Pokemon that like like won't evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what I, th- I thought they were showcasing a bunch of Pokemon that weren't evolving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rookity alone, like uh, so many of these, because I figured like, oh, well, they're just showing us like mascotty type ones and then we'll learn all the other ones that actually like our sort mm-hmm. of core members or, or evolve or whatever, but pretty much everything we saw <laughs> yeah, either so, evolves or is a pre-evolution. Mm-hmm. So Boltoon is on my team. Now I actually had the choice of flipping between Boltoon and going with the toxic uh, Toxel. Yeah. But I was like, ah, I already have Boltoon. He's so cute, but I could have an extra typing of poison with my team. And I'm like, eh, I'm going Boltoon because I'm already this yeah. far in with him. And he's so cute. And he reminds me of Bolt from the Disney movie Bolt. There you go. So, and then I also had the bug starter. Like, I was just going to evolve it, uh, just to evolve it, add it to the Pokedex, thinking, oh, this will only just take a little bit, but come to find out it took yep. level 30. And That's in the why meantime, I had it for so long. Yeah. And and then once, and like, while I'm training it, I'm like, you're actually pretty good. I'm going to keep you on my team. Oh, nice. So, or Beetle is part of my team. Yeah, I um, I don't know why I just it wasn't wasn't working out for me. Mm-hmm. But I I love that design. Yeah, so good. And so then I had the Galarian Yaw mask, and I just wanted to evolve it because I was like, I gotta mm-hmm. see what this thing looks like when it evolves. So I yeah, found out how it evolved, and I was like, you know what, you're actually a good typing Ghost Ground. Nice. I'm gonna add you to my team. There you go. And then uh, finally, because I only have five right now. I had the Milkray, and then I was just going to evolve into Alcremi, and then I found out how it does, and I was like, you know what? I probably could use a fairy on my team. I've never used a fairy type. Never? So, yeah, no, I've never used a fairy type. Your life's about to change. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that um, much. Oh, trust me, it's, it's been It's a good changed. type. It's been changed yeah. in the past 48 hours because Alcremi is amazing. I didn't use any fire type in or fire fairy type in X and Y, which mm-hmm. is dumb because it's literally like the the like featured type in those games. Yeah, I just didn't use it because I didn't get it. To be mm-hmm. totally honest, I was like, I don't understand what it's for. And then because I started with Poplio in Sun and Moon, I was like, oh my gosh, fairy is like a really good type to get good at mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's uh i mean it's helpful because it's a type advantage thing but also it has a lot of like bizarre technical moves yeah um that if you know how to use them can be really helpful but also if you if you do double battles or team battles fairy is like pretty clutch mm-hmm. my only regret without creamy is that i just went and used the first ingredient i had to evolve it yeah. Um, I wish I had waited for like the four leaf clover item or something. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the one I want, but I, I fully intend to try to just yeah. keep getting more. So, so for my last spot, like I started off, I had a dreadnought on my team because it was the uh-huh. one I had the dragon tail. But then after a while, I'm like, I'm barely using you. Mm-hmm. Um, you've just kind of just been sitting there for the past couple hours. I, I'm going to swap you out. So mm-hmm. then I caught the uh, Apple Pokemon. Yeah, what the heck is that little guy? <laughs> um, I found out how to evolve so him. funny. Don't tell me. 
I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but I did evolve him into uh, uh, his name is Apple Tun. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's cool. It was cool, and I was like, okay, cool, grass dragon. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then it just wasn't working out for me again. So I was like, okay, who else do I want? I was starting to train up a coughing to prepare for the uh, um, fairy gym. Yes. Because I was like, I need a poison type or a steel type. Well, I got mm-hmm. a poison type right here with coughing. I might as well get a Galarian wheezing. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, that's going to add two uh, fairy types to my team. Eh, I'm not going to deal with it then. Um, I started training up the uh, fossil Pokemon. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, so which what what is your fossil Pokemon called? Uh it's the same thing that you have, Dracovish. Okay. One because... Oh god. I don't know how you know that because I think you can mix and match, but can, it is but... the one that I have. <laughs> well here's the thing. Two fossils are exclusive to shield, two fossils are exclusive to sword. Okay, gotcha. So to mix and match, you actually have to trade while a Pokemon's holding said fossil, but they give you two of each fossil gotcha yeah 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 that is um well you can get even more than that but um well yeah there's uh four different combinations i mean like you can get more of each fossil yes yes um so if you sell them like i did don't worry you can get more (laughs) (laughs) because i went to her Mm -hmm. and i um i for whatever reason when i talked to her i was like oh these aren't the fossils she's looking for because she's not taking them Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, I guess I can sell them. So I sold them. Then uh, I was like, oh no, but I was, I mean, you, like I said, you can get more. So it's, yes, it's you okay. <laughs> yes, you get more in the wild areas. Um, horrifying Pokemon, horrifying concept. Um, yeah. and somebody's a really horrifying person for thinking that up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there's four different fossil types. Let's mm-hmm. leave it at that. Um, yeah. and then on the way, I actually caught a Perserker, and I was like, ooh, maybe I could use you. And I was like, no, you're just not working out for me. And then oh, my I last one. My Perserker. It's so weird. <laughs> and the last one on my team that I'm thinking about keeping is my Frostmoth. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my second bug, so I don't know. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, you already yeah. you already finished uh, gym number eight. So. Yeah. It so doesn't matter. Frostmoth, my recommendation if you're going to get one, because you don't get the larva thing until early on in the or until later on in the game mm-hmm. and uh, how do i put this without spoilers but like just giving you a heads up it evolves uh with happiness that's fine because whenever there's something that i want on my team that you get late in the game mm-hmm. i breed it and start from level one so it'll oh be fine. good i was about to suggest that you do that so that's why i did Fool, that's what I do all the time. <laughs> that's my standard practice. Yeah. Well, I was like, you I know, I don't what? like using stuff that's like too high leveled when I catch it. Yeah, so I caught um, two, two of the larvas. I bred them, and then I got, I got it at level one. Started, it gave it to Soothe Bell, so it would uh, double up its happiness. And then for a while, I'm like, it's not evolving. Come to find out, it evolves at night. Yeah, it's yeah, which is funny. The daylight cycle thing doesn't work in the regular area. You actually have to go to a wild area for nighttime. It's weird. It's weird. But I kind of like that at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, overall, I'm still trying to think about who I want for my sixth team. Um, I need some type of coverage for ground types because I don't have any. Y- oh, you need to... 
Well, like just, you need a ground type or you no, need no. something to counter ground type? I need something to counter ground types uh, just because gotcha. like I've been fa- fighting some trainers who would be like, oh, well, here's a, a ground type Pokemon. I'm like, crud, I don't have anything to fight that. <laughs> and they just didn't decimate you, my team. Didn't you box your Dreadnought? <laughs> yeah. So Do you have ten. another water type? Uh, I'm also kind on of your work- team. I'm also kind of working on a uh, Barascuda. Gotcha. Okay. So, but he's still low level. I got to train him up some more. Gotcha. 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 So, gotcha. I don't know. I'm still debating. Like none of these just really seem like a good fit for my team. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing something, but I just want a pure all Galarian team. Yeah, I the only Pokemon same as you. The only Pokemon I've had on my team that is not a new Pokemon is Coughing, and it was only on my team for like a hot second. And I was like, Nah, forget you. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the only not Galarian Pokemon that's even touched my lineup. Because mm-hmm. um, I just I don't know. I wanted to learn the new ones, and yeah, uh, and they're they're good. They so. are. So uh, I haven't haven't worried too much about anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that that transitions really well into just general chatter about the Pokemon in this generation. Um, what are, I mean, I know we've talked about our teams, but like, are there any sort of like favorite designs or favorite Pokemon that you haven't necessarily used, but that you think are particularly cool in concept? Um, first off, I love the Phalanx. It reminds me of <laughs> an enemy from yeah. like Sonic the Hedgehog. And, and uh, Mario. Like, uh, yeah. I feel like it's, I, I, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I feel like it's meant to sort of evoke that same thing, right? Those like weird segmented enemies from old platforming games. Mm-hmm. Cause that's exactly what I thought of as well. Um, I, I do actually want to kind of learn more about it. It just doesn't really have a place on my team. Yeah. So <laughs> it's such a funny little Pokemon. It's like a little line of like Spartan balls yeah. like it, they're just like little orbs mm-hmm. with armor <laughs> so i won't say what it looks like but impidim's final evolution is uh, really nice does it evolve more than once i guess is my question yes okay gotcha okay yeah i haven't seen yeah. it yet my my wife got an impidimp on her team and uh, she, i was like oh my god that's amazing looking <laughs> that's another one that i'm like shocked evolves um but, but i'm glad because i I feel like I was nervous that we were moving towards sort of like a future mm-hmm. where most Pokemon like didn't evolve. Yeah. Um, not, not because, you know, they're moving away from evolution, but just because we're getting smaller and smaller generations, mm-hmm. um, both sun and moon and sword and shield, I think introduced 82 Pokemon or almost the exact same somewhere in the eighties, which is pretty small. Um, and Sun and Moon certainly had a number of Pokemon that didn't evolve. Um, and uh, I guess I was just thinking, like, I guess we're going to get more sort of mascotty type Pokemon that don't evolve because if they evolve, then they're changing and then you can't market them quite exactly the same way and, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm happy that so many of these things that I I'm very happy to be wrong. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that I was very happy to be wrong about. And then the last thing that really surprised me because mm-hmm. it kind of got very. uh um, I don't want to say political, but it kind of did. I don't know how else you would word it. Maybe you'll know, but it's a Galarian so form. It's a Galarian form of a Pokemon. Okay. It's a Galarian Corsola. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a few times when I gasped playing the game because I was so surprised by something. One was obviously when I read that Meowth Pokedex entry and saw that there was a third Meowth, mm-hmm. um, which, as far as I know so far, um, makes Meowth the only Pokemon with three different forms uh, regionally. Um, and then the w- another time that I gasped was not not at Corsola, uh, Corsola is actually the only Pokemon that I was spoiled on. It's the only Pokemon I saw from the leaks. Oh, okay. But I gasped when I saw that it evolved mm-hmm. because I saw it and was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I would also argue like there shouldn't be anything political about saving the planet. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, sorry. I didn't mean, no, and, like, and that's not a critique on you. Like, no. I think you're right. I think it is something people make political, mm-hmm. um, but it's basically like, it's a statement on like, it's, I don't even want to call it a statement. It's a reality. It's, yeah. it's a reflection of the fact that the coral reef is dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Corsola and Cursola, its evolution, it's Galarian exclusive evolution mm-hmm. um, reflect. And yeah. I think it's, it's, I like that they're including that. Um, it's, it's really in the same vein as like, a Grimer or a Muck or a Galarian coughing or all these things that sort of address the fact that pollution is real. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, my wife, who's a marine biologist, uh, yeah. I showed it to her and she goes, oh my gosh, that's so cool that they're actually, you know, being like, hey, this is a real thing that's happening. But then she's like, oh, it's also so sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It made me so sad when I saw that. Well, that's why I gassed. I gassed because I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> you're the saddest Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And then like when you see the uh evolve form come out of its Pokeball and you just see like the lower half of Corsola and then uh, it just kinda it's, Oh, it's just so sad. It's so sad. Yes. It's very, very sad. It's a very sad Pokemon. But yes. I, I I love that it exists because but, like I said, it's a reflection of a really sad reality. Yeah. And then speaking on the same subject, like there's a some that you talk to in the uh city of the second gym and he's like now don't go catching all the fish Pokemon. We need them for the ecosystem. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Yes, go Pokemon. Well, if you think of, if you think about it, Pokemon is a franchise that should be doing things like that because mm-hmm. it's all about connecting with nature. Um, the fact that you're partnering up with basically the animals of the the world. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, they really need something to offset the fact that it's it's dog fighting. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so the more that they can drive home the fact that we're we're caring about the environment, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sun and Moon did a little bit of that too, where it wasn't necessarily as outright like, "Hey, here in Galar, like, you know, this, that, and the other is happening." Um, but it was very much a connected connectedness with nature um, that other games hadn't ne- ne- necessarily tackled. This one, you know, as far as the story goes. Um, the, at least through the first seven gyms, um, the story is like pretty minimal. Um, that kind of surprised me. I think it's one of the reasons that I've been able to get through so quickly. It's just, there's like not much story. Mm -hmm. Um, but they also haven't really gotten into story elements that I suspect are part of the story. I'm not going to get too much into them because I don't know how much you have seen that I haven't seen as far as the story goes. Um, but I am not surprised that there are Pokemon like, Galarian Weezing and Cursula in the game and that there are characters talking specifically about 
mm-hmm. protecting the environment and ecosystem based on certain elements of the region and certain characters you meet very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I certainly see the potential for this game to make much more of a statement, but yeah. good for them. Yes. Um, uh, something else that stood out for me was like how long it takes for you to get to the first gym, and I love it. Yo, it's weird because um, once you start doing the gyms, it's actually very easy to get to the next. Like, there aren't massive pauses or stretches in between the gyms, but yeah, it takes you a long time to get to that first gym. Yeah, and there's a little bit of a pause between two, uh, one and two, but even still, like, it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, I I, I, I do wish that that pacing sort of held up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do think there were times where I was like, all right, I'm going to immediately go to the next gym, um, which is great for making progress in the game, but um, <laughs> it would be nice to have something in between. Um, but yeah, yeah, it takes a, it takes a while to get that first gym, which I, I do like. I was getting nervous that I was going to have a fully evolved Sobble before <laughs> the first gym. I was like, my gosh, like there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Um, but it's my, all good stuff. So I yeah. wasn't, wasn't mad about it. That's for sure. Yeah. My score bunny had already evolved by the time I got to the first gym, which was fine by me. Yeah. I mean, my Sobble had evolved once, but I, I was nervous. It was going to evolve again. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of other Pokemon that really sort of, Stood out to me. I do actually really like that grapple-locked design. I think that's really, really Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, Um, Such a cool... Also, really, really surprising that it's a pure fighting type. Yeah. I was thinking maybe a water (laughs) fighting, but no. It lives in the water. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And its Pokedex entry even says, like, when it's done fighting on land, it always goes back to water. So I'm just... I'm surprised that it's not a water type. I'm fine with it, but I'm surprised. Yeah. Um... Really, really, uh, you know, another gasp was Berserker um, because Berserker, I think, really solidified that this generation is opening up evolution and regional evolution mm-hmm. in a way that Sun and Moon did not. Um, obviously, you know, Alolan Raichu and Alolan Executor exist, um, but those are just variants of Pokemon that yes. already existed. Here, we're getting Pokemon that are so different mm-hmm. that they have different names. Like, they're considered different species. Um, so, it's funny. I have a friend. I hope he's not listening to this episode because I'm going to spoil something for him. I didn't know that that Pokemon could evolve into... Pokemon that evolved in previous generations could evolve into a new species this time around. So, when I saw Perserker, I was like, oh my gosh... <laughs> um, and this friend of mine is like, I can't wait to see what they do with Persian because, you know, I wasn't expecting a Galarian Meowth. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything because yeah. it was a surprise for me, too. <laughs> yeah. One, uh, something that caught me off guard, and uh, this is pretty much a sword exclusive. So yeah. I don't know if you would know about it, but to get Surfetched, you don't use a regular Farfetch. You use a Galarian Farfetched. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, why did they just completely skim over the fact that there's a Galarian Farfetch for the reveal of Surfetch. Like, you know, I, I think that maybe a lot of that was intentional marketing strategy to do exactly what happened to me, which is to, mm-hmm. to sort of surprise us in ways we wouldn't normally be surprised. So if you show yeah. us a bunch of cool Pokemon 
without any sort of evolutionary context, I I have to believe I wasn't the only one looking at a lot of these Pokemon and being like, okay, that's a standalone, that's a standalone. And then the surprise is actually in the direction you wouldn't expect, which is these Pokemon are evolving from things. Mm -hmm. And so when you encounter them, you're like, wait a second, is Rookity... No, no, no. Yeah. Certainly Rookity's not. And then it evolves once and you're like, oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> that, yeah. I didn't realize that that's what was going to happen. That's kind of what would happen, I think, with 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 Surfetch, where you run into a Galarian Farfetch first and you're like, wait a sec. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> like, Yeah, so because my wife was like, oh my gosh, there's a Galarian. I'm like, what? No, that Pokemon said it was supposed to be a regular Farfetch. What is going on here? And You know what? It actually makes sense because of Galarian Ponyta. That solves that mystery. Remember, we were like, why in the world do they yeah. announce Surfetched as an exclusive and Ponyta as an exclusive? Oh, now and it makes uh, sense. is an exclusive to Shield. Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. Well, it doesn't make sense, but like, it makes yeah. sense that there are other exclusives. Mm-hmm. So, like, she. Yeah, uh, it basically looks like a regular Farfetch just holding a ginormous leak that it has to drag around. Oh, that's so funny. Mm hmm. Wow. Oh, that's. Uh... Good on them. Good on them. Lots of surprises. And that's that's why, you know, I the past couple days and the week leading up have really sort of solidified my uh, sort of like anti-leak stance. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like looking at them when they're out, but like, I just don't get it. The surprise is what's fun. Discovery is what's fun. <laughs> um, See, know. that's where you and I differ. But I mean, I still enjoyed the leaks like just leading up to it because here's the thing i don't get it well let me just say this like yeah help me understand leading up to this game i'll be honest i wasn't that pumped for sword and shield i just wasn't that excited and then the leaks came out and i was like oh my gosh all these things are amazing looking i love i i got so pumped for the game i got so excited for first time it I was, guess, it was, but like you were going to get the game no matter what. Right. So those, but those emotions would have happened playing the game. But I wasn't looking forward to getting the game. Like I just wasn't leading. I was like, oh yeah, Sword and Shield's coming out soon. Okay, whatever. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to play. I can't wait to play. I can't wait to play. And yeah. I don't know. I just don't think stealing from the developers is is worth it. Like I don't think that, and maybe it's because I don't experience those those sorts of feelings but I, I i don't think the payoff is worth the literal crime <laughs> <laughs> um so i i just i don't know i i i feel like um the reason i fell in love with pokemon and the reason i think so many people fell in love with pokemon mm-hmm. is the anticipation of running into new things and finding out what things evolve into and that's that's what i've been getting to experience again with sword and shield because I ignored the leaks sun and moon. It was, it was darn near impossible to avoid the leaks. Um, and I know it's popular to like blame game freak for that, but I, I don't. Um, and I love sun and moon a lot because of their personality and because of what they did. Um, but almost nothing was a surprise in sun and moon. And that was a bummer. Um, so getting to be surprised again while I'm playing the game is like, it's, it's, it's peak Pokemon. I don't know if this will go down as one of my favorite generations. I suspect it will not, but the experience of playing it is certainly uh, one of my favorites. Nice. See, so, yeah. I, yeah, like, look, Iris 
I love the fact that you are like I saw your tweet about how you felt like a kid again, and it put a smile to my face. I was like, that is so awesome that you got to experience this, and I am so happy for you that you did not get spoiled on anything, except for apparently Galarian Corsola. Yes, um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still very strongly believe that leaking is wrong. Like I think it's ethically wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. Like if um, I were, which is I, not an indictment of the people who look at it necessarily, but I think it is. I think it's actually. Yeah. If I had bad behavior, hand, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leak it myself because I don't want to be in trouble. <laughs> I don't want to be in trouble. But yeah, I wonder what happens to those people. Because, like, they make themselves public, don't they? No, one guy, he basically created, like, a burner account. Mm. But then he posted a picture of something where it was on his, um, uh, what's that chatting for gamers thing? That's Discord? Just, thank you. Discord. Thank you. Brain doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had posted a picture with uh, his Discord in the background. And you could see his profile picture and like oh, things geez. he was following, and so it led to that. And then he got discovered. And then he had to immediately stop. And yeah, yeah. So, huh? All right. Well, in any case, if you are listening to this and you're like, "Hey, maybe I'll become a leaker one day," don't. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> so, um, I do want to point out that Pokemon Go did something really, really cool. Yeah. Right after Community Day uh, yesterday, as of this recording. Uh, mm-hmm. They released a raid hour for Golarian Weezing. Nice, very cool. And so yes, we've I got our... nice. I uh, I I was pretty. Um, my brain was totally elsewhere. I was like excited because I was like, oh, I can actually do a community day. Mm-hmm. And then when it rolled around, I was like, I just need to like do something that is not sitting down, like, <laughs> uh, which should have been Pokemon go, but I just like totally escaped for a moment. It was kind of nice. No, I was too busy playing uh Pokemon shield. So I was like, well, yeah, let me just turn the phone on. Oh, Hey, Chimchar, are you shiny? Nope. Okay. Back to, <laughs> back to shield. I need to keep playing. Cause yeah. my wife is ahead of me. Cause there was a few times where, like I had to stop for the day or just for, like a couple hours. So I had to go run a few errands. Mm-hmm. And so she just kept playing and I'm like, I want to be ahead Did of Did you all get a second Switch? Yes, she got a Switch Lite. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Just because um, then she'd be stuck having to wait for me to finish, or it, it just wouldn't work out. <laughs> or vice versa. Exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. No, oh, God. It would be, like, I'd be, like, tapping my fingers, and just, like, I need to play, but... So, she got herself a Switch Lite, because she doesn't like gotcha. big handheld things. Like, she does wish it was on the DS, just because she likes the smaller... Mm-hmm. Uh, thing but so she's happy with the switch light but i gotta say the battery through the game just dies really quickly yeah well i so i have played it almost entirely on the tv ah. um, so i haven't run into that but yes that is the thing with the switch um most larger games especially yeah. on the original switch um are gonna kill the battery in handheld mode yeah uh, I've zelda did that uh Dragon Quest Builders which is a game that I play does that pretty pretty quickly mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not surprised that Pokemon does. Yeah. So um I played on the TV for a little bit just because she was ahead of me so she didn't have to worry about spoilers or anything. Yeah. Um but yeah. Well, um there are some other things I'm going to ask if you've done some of these things. Okay. I'm guessing the answer is no for a lot of them. Okay. 
but probably not all of them. Okay. And for the ones that you say no to, I'll just give my little <laughs> my little impression of them. Sounds good. Um, obviously, you've done gym missions. What? So you referenced the wild area. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the wild area? How much have you done in the wild area? Um, have you done any like max raid battles? I did do a max raid battle. Uh, now, what was cool was because my wife and I were in the same room. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I actually saw her running around in the wild uh, the wild area. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. So like, now I'm sure like I had the nintendo wi-fi i'd probably be able to see a whole bunch of other people i'm not 100 percent sure if that's true or not oh so you saw each other because you were on local connection exactly gotcha yeah no you can see i i see lots of people all the time oh that's awesome um yeah so like especially at peak hours there's like a lot of people running around nice okay that's good yep. to know so uh-huh. her and i we just did a uh max raid battle for a hoot hoot uh-huh and we won, which was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, so other than that, like, I've explored the wild area just to evolve my Yamask and whatnot. And I mean, I don't know. Have you spent much time in the wild area just in general? Not really, just to get to, like, the other area. Like, I did a little bit of training in there, just a little bit to power gotcha. up my guys. But I was like, okay, cool, a wild area. Um, there's not really many new Pokemon in here. It's mostly just some of the older ones. I'm like, I want new Pokemon. I don't want old Pokemon. So <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah. No, I, I like the wild area. I've explored it a little bit mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to be able to at least, you know, talk some about it. But um, I've caught, I've caught like a decent chunk of stuff from there, but not a lot. I think when I first entered the wild area, I caught a bunch of stuff um and then i spent a little bit of time exploring the second time you have to go through there mm-hmm. um like to go north i yeah. love how big it is my gosh yeah. that's awesome cannot wait to spend lots of time in there mm-hmm. um because it's just huge uh and i i've upgraded my bike and um a couple times and can obviously go on water cuz you have to eventually um, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, like I'll just pop into the wild area and and get some wattage, <laughs> just cause, um, or cause I think riding around is is kind of fun and relaxing um, for like a break. Um, you mentioned the wireless stuff, um, and I so you do you have you don't have the Nintendo wireless or the Nintendo online at all? No, because uh, okay, I'm cheap. Well, I mean, that's that's fine. I was just yeah. curious because I, <laughs> yeah, cause, like, I, I didn't want to like ask a litany of things that required that. Yeah, no, you guys, <laughs> like, like, I created my card. And I was like, oh, cool. Let me get my code so I can share it with everybody. And I went to go hit get yeah. code. And I was like, you need to have. I'm like, oh, yeah, I will say not that not that you have to get it because you don't have to get it. But it is way cheaper than other video game online services. I have seen that. Um, I think eventually I yeah. will just to check out like the wild area with everybody there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's worth it. Um, I mean, depending on how much you play video games, it's worth it just for the the massive amount of like Nintendo and Super Nintendo games that you get. But um, as far as like trading and stuff like that, I've done, um, I've toyed with trading and played around with the trading stuff. Um, I've done link trading, mm-hmm. which is where you try to work out a trade with an actual person. 
Um, it's kind of difficult because you don't have chat and there's not really a way to communicate with them other than to say like, I'm looking to trade this. And then they will show you something and you say yes or no. And then depending on how patient each person is, you can kind of go through a couple different things to say like, no, I really want this. It's just, it's a little difficult with random yeah. folks because you can't talk. I saw that was an um, option. So I went to go yeah. try it out thinking it was like something like Wonder Trade or something. But mm-hmm. nothing happened. I'm like, what the heck's going on? But come to find out the only person I would be able to trade with like that would be my wife. So Yes, yes. Well, it'll work for you too because you can talk to each other. Exactly. <laughs> um, I only got one Pokemon out of it. Um, I got like a, a Binacle, which is fine. I, I don't need a Binacle. I can catch one. But um, I got it just because I didn't have it yet in the game. Mm-hmm. I haven't successfully traded with anyone else yet because I'm trying – I keep trying to put a spritzy up and no one's like catching on. Um, So there have been a few people that I've tried to initiate a trade with and I'll put spritzy up and they'll put something else up and I'll say no. And then I'll put spritzy back up um, to say like, I'm trying to trade you for a version exclusive equivalent of this. (laughs) Yeah. You want the slurp um, off. Yes. Yes. Um, And it hasn't worked. And then I've played around with the surprise trade a little bit. Um, and that's fine. It usually results in a rookity. Like I've gotten so many rookities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little weird because it makes me feel like everybody, not everybody, the vast majority of people who are doing the surprise trade, um, which is like just throwing something out there and getting something back, um, are just like hoping that they are the person who will like accidentally get something cool in exchange for something not cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think like, the vast majority of things being thrown around are literally just like rookity and um, other like little things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what good Samaritan and I'm sure they're out there, but I don't know what good Samaritan is like, I'm going to throw this really cool, rare thing out into the random surprise trade. <laughs> um, but maybe well, I'll, if maybe you're doing I'll like a surprise something. Sh- uh, trade challenge where you catch a Pokemon, then you have to surprise trade it. And then you, you're stuck with that Pokemon that you get. Yeah, I'm. I guess I doubt they built it for that, but yeah. No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> unless somebody actually, because like once they get the legendary, then they have to surprise trade it to somebody. That's what somebody's hoping for. God, oh, I see. From the other direction, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that I've played with that a little bit. I haven't done any sort of online battling or anything. I've done a few max raid battles. Um, I got, I think, a Tim Pole and a shoot. What else? Um, I think two P Doves. Uh, it's all like little stuff so yeah. far that I've run into, but I've done a few of them. Um, I'm gonna guess you have not camped. No. Okay, camping vis- is fine. I visited other people's camps where I got to play with some of my Pokemon. That's about it. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's mostly what you're doing with camping. The nice thing about camping is that you can heal Pokemon without items um, or being at a Pokemon center if you're like really in a bind, but this game doesn't have like super long stretches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's helpful in the wild area. If you just want to like hang out in the wild area, um, not as helpful in the game proper. One thing that I, I do miss from sun and moon is that you could do that stuff anywhere you wanted. And it was often prompted after battle. Um, so you could kind of yeah, get that stuff out yeah. of the way in sort of a natural, natural mm-hmm. setting. So I haven't camped as much as I've done the stuff in sun and moon. Yeah. 
Um, I'm also going to guess that you haven't done any poke jobs. Ha! I've done one. Whoa, you have surprised me uh, immensely, good sir. But it'll be the only (laughs) one I ever do because I find them to be completely tedious and stupid. Okay. Um, I think it's fine. Um, It doesn't require... (laughs) doesn't actually require any work. So tedious is a choice word. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, you send out a Pokemon, you do a job, it comes back and it gains experience points. Awesome. Yes. But uh, the only Pokemon I'll be sending out are Pokemon that are in my PC. I'm not going to send out anyone for my team. So why do the Pokemon mm-hmm. in the PC need experience points? Um, If you are basically wanting to train more than six things at a time. You could do that. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I, feel like I, I could do think swap they them around a lot easier and train that way It'd be easier for me. Well, y- yes. Uh, well, easier. I don't know because you d- literally don't have to do anything with the Poke jobs, and you can actively train six Pokemon and then throw seven Pokemon on a job, um, and they'll just get experience. Um, it's certainly not necessary. You don't have to do it. It's much less active than training them yourselves, but it's it's mm. basically free experience. Um, I do think that Sun and Moon, this is another thing I think they did better because you could send Pokemon on missions in Sun and Moon, but you always got items and stuff back. Okay. Um, so I don't think they got experience from that. I think they got happiness um, and stuff like that. So it was like a way to keep your Pokemon um, happy and sort of like active when they weren't on your team which was good for battle later mm-hmm. plus you got items back from those which was sometimes pretty cool it's kind of how you got fossils and mm-hmm. um different items you could sell for money things like that okay um so i got to play with that a little bit more maybe it'll build up to that uh, where they can bring stuff back i know they i think each one each mission you do you get one thing um mm-hmm. so like you might get paid you might get an item, you might get whatever, but it's certainly not quite as as abundant as in Sun and Moon, okay. which maybe was intentional. And then I know we've both um, done no a little breeding. bit of breeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the way that it works. I like that you don't really have to like you can you can select both of them at the same time. You can pull them from your you know PC. You don't have to put them in your party first, which is a godsend. Um, yeah, I for like, people like me yeah, who like that. breed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's super annoying to have to <laughs> shuffle your team just to, you know, breed Pokemon. So mm-hmm. thank the Pokemon gods for fixing that. Thanks, Arceus. Um, yes, exactly. I also like the fact that you can actually access your PC pretty much anywhere now. Oh, my gosh. That is the best feature. They didn't bring a lot over from Let's Go, but that is the greatest thing they brought over well, is being able to access your PC pretty much almost everywhere. Well. I, that's the second greatest thing for me. Oh, because the first greatest is seeing Pokemon on the map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I agree with that. I like how there's a mix between uh, you don't know what you're going to get in the grass and seeing Pokemon walking around. Yes. Like, the mix is perfect because there's certain Pokemon you can only get from getting in the grass. Yes. Yes, I like that. There's There are Pokemon, I, and I kind of picked this up very quickly, that there are Pokemon you'll never see, maybe not never, but that you don't see on the map, they only show up sort of like hiding mm-hmm. um, Ooh. and shuffling through the tall grass with the little like solid snake. Mm-hmm. So one thing nice. I forgot that I absolutely love, and it's something so simple, but yeah, I love it, is the fact that 
if you're looking for a specific Pokemon that you've already seen someone have, and you go to like check their Pokedex entry of where you can find it, mm-hmm. you can click on the fly icon while you're checking out the Pokedex entry's location. Yeah, so you don't have to yes. like exit out of the Pokedex. Go to the fly option and then fly there. You just literally just click on it while you're in yep. the Pokedex. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, so simple. Accessible map. I love yep. it. You know what's really, really strange, and I I am of two minds about it. It's really strange that for the first time ever, I think I know where you're going with this. There's no animation yep. for flying. Yep. <laughs> yep and it it's i the reason i'm of two minds about it is because there is a certain point at which you've been playing the game for so long that you really don't need to see the fly animation again mm-hmm. um so it's very quick but it's also very abrupt it's it's a little strange i know there's like the little loading icon that yeah. shows you like the corvanite taxi um but i'm also very 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 surprised that there is not a Corviknight taxi animation. It seems like maybe it was cut. Cause I swear they showed it at some point in promotional yeah, materials. I think they're like, I don't know if they showed it, but like they showed a Corviknight like on a post, like just sitting maybe there. Maybe there was. Yeah. And I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it either. I've seen the posts. I haven't seen any Corviknight on the posts. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if they maybe, maybe they might have cut it or they might have tweaked it during development because I wonder if it was initially intended to have Corviknight taxi stations because they have the posts mm-hmm. and they have little almost like parking spots. I don't know if you've noticed these, but like, yes, they have these little like parking spots that are that have like the Corviknight taxi logo on them. Mm hmm. But thus far, there's no way to interact with those things. Yeah. So I wonder if initially you had to do that, and then they decided, like, you know what, that's actually going to be too, um, Tedious. too limited and restrictive yeah. for people. Um, and I wonder if they decided, let's just go back to a more traditional fly mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, and- if so, good choice. Yes, agreed. Um, but it is very bizarre not to have an animation. Yeah. <laughs> very, very bizarre. Also, it's very funny that you don't surf. Uh, you just use your bike. Yeah. And you literally don't even have to like change anything. You just yeah. start riding on the water. Yeah. They have, they have straight up like murdered HMs. Uh, yep. Between, between sun and moon and this, they have just decided like, you're dead. You're not coming back to life. Um, I'm okay and I'm, I'm, I'm very fine with it. Very, very, yes. very, very fine with it. Um, yes, yes. Um, man, what else? What else? I don't know if there is anything so, else at the moment. I will say this, and uh, I'm gonna be very limited on it because it's just pure speculation. Okay. So looking at the full Pokédex, because I followed the leaks, uh-huh. there's very few Generation Four Pokemon in the Pokédex. I have heard this. Yes. I counted. Now, not counting any pre-evolution or evolution Gen Four Pokemon, just pure lines of Pokemon. There's only about 21. Yeah. So leads me to believe again, pure speculation that we will be getting a diamond and pearl remake because where else would you put all those extra generation four Pokemon? It's possible. Yes. That being said, if it doesn't happen, 
it doesn't happen. I'm not going to cry about it like <laughs> some people I've seen. So, but I will literally never bet on Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. Yes. I'm just never going to do it. Yes. <laughs> I will be thrilled if it ever happens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live my entire life expecting it will never happen. Yes. And you know what's going to happen as soon as Gen 4 remakes come out? People are going to start what? begging for Gen 5 remakes. Yes. It's a never-ending cycle. I mean, don't think people aren't already because the people who don't want a Gen 4 remake are just going to beg mm-hmm. for Gen 5 remake first. Yes. So, well, And I got to say, there's a lot of Gen 5 Pokemon in this Pokedex. Well, so there is something to consider in the fact that generation sizes vary greatly. So, like, there are a lot of Generation 5 Pokemon in this Pokedex, but there are also 150-some Generation 5 Pokemon. Yes. So if you go by percentage... Very true. Yeah. So I, I remember seeing a list at some point. This was... Before. Wasn't yeah. based on leaks. Um, it was simply based on all the Pokemon that had appeared in promotional materials. Mm-hmm. And the percentages were actually pretty close. They all sort of ranged between 25 and 35% of that particular generation's Pokemon, Mm -hmm. which makes for a very large chunk of Generation 5. Yeah. Um, I also think it makes sense to have a lot of Gen 5 in there because um, they haven't really done a ton with it. We just got it in Pokemon Go. I doubt that was a factor in deciding, but it's certainly helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good coincidence. Yes. At least. So uh, I'm going to take off on this next question. Uh, anything you're missing from previous generations, Doug? I Well, I mentioned a couple things I'm missing from Sun and Moon. I am missing um, some of those features that I tend to, mm-hmm. to use that you don't use as much. Um, I think that Sun and Moon really, really nailed the sort of Pokemon interaction stuff, the stuff that you do to either make them happy or to heal them after battles. I miss greatly the ability to heal my Pokemon of status conditions Mm -hmm. immediately following a battle. Um, It's not really causing problems because I haven't had trouble making money in this game. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to just stockpile all those types of items, but I still miss that. Um, that's probably one of the biggest standout things that I keep coming back to where I'm like, oh, it's okay if this Pokemon got burned. I'll just like, oh, wait, no, I won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's probably the biggest thing is is the ability to, to sort of care for and medicate your Pokemon immediately following a battle. Okay. That's the first thing that comes to mind at least. Mm. See, I feel greedy now for what I'm about to say is to what I missed from previous generations. Why? Magnemite. Oh, <laughs> it didn't make the cut. Yeah, yeah, it sure didn't. <laughs> Which is a bummer. Yeah. Am I upset? Big bummer. Yes. Am I gonna start rage quitting and yelling at Pokemon on their Facebook page? No. No, because I'm a all right, we're ninety minutes into this, so <laughs> I'm just gonna go there. Um, it, all the people who were moaning bought the game. Yep. They all went out and got it. Oh, yeah. And here's my here's my lesson for all of, you know, I don't know if we have any younger listeners, but here's my lesson, younger listeners. The way that you, in this wonderful capitalist country of ours, mm-hmm. the way that you enact change and the way that you make a company 
truly know whether or not something they've done has bothered you enough to change it is with your wallet. If you hate the thing that they're doing, don't buy it. That sends the message. Mm -hmm. Harassing them on Twitter doesn't actually change them from doing anything. It's just a mean thing to do. Unless it's Sonic (laughs) the Hedgehog, and then we'll make an exception. I don't even (laughs) think that was the fans, to be totally honest. I I think fans will take credit for it, um, but I don't think that's what it was. I think uh, think that still results in like, did it affect shareholders? Did it affect the ability to make money off of the product? Mm. Um, And when it comes to movies, uh, movies are... The success of a movie is not determined by the niche fans or the super fans. This is a harsh reality for a lot of people. Um, Super fans, you don't dictate the direction of your favorite property. The mainstream does. So even if all of the super fans of Pokemon decided not to buy the game, the mainstream people still were going to buy the game no matter what. Um, And it would have been just fine. Mm -hmm. I'm a Survivor fan, and there are about... 10 million people that watch each week there aren't that many super fans um and it's it's very obvious that the things that bother super fans are things they're not going to change because there are still nine and a half million people watching (laughs) if we all go away you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um some harsh reality is for you but uh if you if you can if you are one of the people who harassed developers um and then bought the game you're not a good person. And Kyle doesn't have to co-sign that if he doesn't want to, oh, no. but I will say I it. I <laughs> 100% agree with you. I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> go right on ahead. I trust you. You are of sound and abled mind. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just think it's it's such a bad thing to do. Yes. To, to, to harass. I mean, it's bad to harass people in the first place, but then to, to not even have the actual principles or frankly guts to uh to back that up by not buying the game mm-hmm. i i got i got nothing for you you yeah. know i mean anytime like i'm on facebook and i see like the three emojis that are like top trending on that post for pokemon and it's like uh like love and then angry face i always go for the laughing face or something whichever is the next <laughs> emoji that's going to be trending to bump stuff up so i'm trying to boost <laughs> that one emoji up just to get rid of that yeah. angry face yeah yeah. And this is and, and I, I should clarify, this is not this is not me saying you can't critique things that you love. Right. Um, but if you feel strongly enough about something, back that up. Back up your belief, you know? There are plenty of things that I choose not to buy or buy because I know that's a it's, it's a bigger statement. Mm-hmm. Whether it should be that way or not, that's that's the bigger statement you can make. Yeah. So but I love these games. I so love whatever. These games. <laughs> Um, I will say another thing that I'm missing so far, um, and I'm, you know, I'm at the seventh gym and the past few gyms have gone by very quickly. So I wouldn't be surprised if this changes, but currently I am missing some of the storytelling that they have, they have done in the past. Um, because so far the storytelling in this one has been pretty secondary, um yeah and it's not bad storytelling Mm -hmm. it's it's good storytelling i think that's a testament to me wanting more of the good storytelling that they have done so far there's just not very much of it um Mm -hmm. and that's something i would love to see more of so i'm hope i'm hoping i'm hoping that there's like a robust um 
like post uh either post game story or um robust storytelling towards the end game you know how uh was it black and white or mm-hmm. black to white to had basically like a whole leg of the story after you beat the elite four mm-hmm. um that's not my favorite way to tell the story but i will be happy to to, to get it if that's what they do yeah uh, but uh I'd love some more story. Yeah, like at the end of Black and White, you had to hunt down the Seven Sages. Yes, um, yes. X and Y had a very small thing with Looker in the uh, Lumio City. Yes. Uh, Sun and Moon had the Necrozma hunting, or the... Especially Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon yeah. had lots of post-game yeah, stuff. Yeah, stuff. Uh, I will say that I have heard that there is a post game. I don't know much about it. I just will say that I have heard that there is. Well, I think even if the, even if, even if it weren't story, I know that the post game and replay for this game is going to be pretty high for me at least. Mm -hmm. um, Because there are things that I haven't spent a ton of time doing that. I know I will do a lot of even after I finished the main campaign, Mm. Um, largely the wild, wild area i i plan to spend a lot of time in there so um so i'm i'm certain that i will still be playing this plenty even after the main main story oh yeah same plus hoping that there's like a really really great piece of the story plus uh, now that these games are on switch Uh uh-huh uh you uh the save file is not on the cartridge itself anymore yes so my wife and i we can just swap games i can play sword now she can play shield and i don't have to worry about erasing her data or anything yes that is great um because i have more than one profile on my switch and i can just switch into a new profile exactly just create a new profile on your switch if you feel like you want to play the game again and you don't want to delete anything there you go yep it's beautiful Mm -hmm. it's beautiful that is a an under underrated uh story i think uh, i know i've seen it plenty but i don't think that the the impact of that <laughs> yeah is reflected in the way that people are talking about it because that's huge this is effectively the first pokemon game ever that you could have more than one save file um which is well in the core series uh which is intense mm-hmm. very very cool um i don't know what else any any sort of overarching closing thoughts on on your first impressions of pokemon sword and pokemon shield there is one thing i do want to say sure thank you game freak yes yes i 100 percent agree you've made an incredibly fun game you put a lot of work into it it shows that you put a lot of work into this um and i am you know like i said i'm experiencing pokemon in a way that i haven't in a very long time and I think a lot of that is directly related, not just to the fact that I, I'm giving a lot of credit to the fact that I, I stayed away from leaks, but I think a lot of the credit is specifically just owed to Game Freak because if no one had the leaks, the game itself doesn't change. So the game itself is the game itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those those feelings are, are there no matter what. Um, and the content that they, they decided on was there no matter what. Yeah. So setting a lot of very fun precedents with this game in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I can see myself playing this game many times. Yes, yes, yes. Um I love it. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. 
Me too. And I can't wait to talk about it even more. Yes, once we've both completed the game. Yes, yes. We'll be doing uh, be doing coverage with some guest co-hosts, and then at some point when you and I connect again, we'll yes. definitely have finished it by then, and we can do a short little uh, final final thoughts, I suppose. Yes, because I will not be on the show for a couple weeks because I'm going on vacation. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Well, I think we've said everything, huh? And then some. And then some. So, hey, thanks, Game Freak. And thanks, listeners, for joining us on another adventure along the Victory Road for information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show. Be sure to find us on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. If there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the show, let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Galar region to finish our gym challenge and Pokemon League mission thing. To win, to become a master, to be the best. Like no one ever was. Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>